welcome, welcome to another episode of the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire Podcast. We have a super fun topic today. Uh, it's fun for me anyways, because I love to travel. And that's going to be our topic we're going to talk about with a travel, a Caribbean travel expert, all about how to travel with the family. And I'm going to ask her a couple of questions about how she managed to put this, build this business around her passion. So we're going to be talking with Lee, Lee Friedman today. And uh, I'm going to, before I read her little introduction. I want to remind everyone to stay on to the end of the podcast because it's at that time, podcast, video cast, however you're watching or listening to this, because that's how we tell you about how to stay in contact with all of us and how you can get more involved with Women and Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire if you would like to. So with that, let me give a little introduction to, to Lee. She is the founder of Mango Tree Travel. She's a mom of two children, age one and five, and since two 2008 has been a full-time attorney. So she's got a lot on her plate. Last year during a slow period at work, she decided to become an entrepreneur as if the rest wasn't enough. Love to hear this story. <laughs> For years, she had been saying that she wanted to work in the travel business. And she realized that the online travel resources for parents just weren't cutting it for her. So she decided to build a better one. For fast forward nine months, she launched MangoTravelTree.com, which is a comprehensive online resource that is designed to help families plan travel upfront with easy to navigate information and advice that make their trip and life lighter. So with that, welcome to the show, Lee. Thanks, Julie. I appreciate you having me on. This will be fun. I agree. Yeah. This is a fun, a fun topic. <laughs> A fun topic. It's really interesting because years and years ago, this is going back before I dove into the brain. I think I was in my late twenties. I was all about like, I went through the Disney Institute because I'm a total Disney freak. And I went through that so I could be a Disney travel agent because I just love traveling. And I thought, oh, there has to be, I want to get in so that I can get all the great deals and everything. And of course the, the world of travel has just really, really, really changed. I have so many questions for you. How was that experience? <laughs> <laughs> it was fun, you know, going through the Disney Institute for, you know, to just get, I just did the basic. Um, it was a lot of fun. Lots of, just a lot of information, right. That I could, I've never done that professionally as a business. I got sidetracked with br the brain very quickly. Uh, but it has definitely, you know, benefited us from time to time and knowing little tweaks about, Disney trips. I, I just took my kids to Disney for the first time this year. And it is, it's a whole, a whole world on itself. Like be people, yeah. there's a it's, whole academy. I mean, it's wild. Yep. Yep. Especially if you did, did you Disney world or Disneyland? Disney world in Florida. Disney world. Yeah. yeah. Which is, is so much more intense. There's so much yeah. more to do in Florida than there is in in California. I'm partial to California because I'm a California native and it wow. seems more compact and easier to get to, but it is, yeah, it's Disney world is there's so, so much. You could spend weeks there and still not. It was really, yeah, it was quite, we were there for two days. So we really, sort oh, of wow. like whirlwind of a trip, but it yeah. was really fun. <laughs> really quick, yeah. really quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us because we're, I'm really curious attorney by day, travel agent by night. Like how did that, or travel advisor by night, like how did you, what drew you in that from being a full-time travel agent to, you know, yeah. doing, you know, it, it was a little bit. Full-time attorney, the, sorry. Full-time okay, attorney. No, no, travel. Yeah. It was, it's hard to keep them all straight. <laughs> I have too many things going on over in this corner. Um, 
it was, you know, sometimes I tell people that the reason and the way that it happened was because I said it out loud. And then all of a sudden I was accountable for doing this thing that I had said out loud I was going to do. Um, and I sort of never looked back. I had, um, I've always planned trips for my family and for my friends. And over the last five years of having kids, um, it had become increasingly important to me to continue to travel with my kids. And, and as a lawyer, I sort of, I work to travel. Um, every chance I got, I would take a week off for a trip and I would find myself, uh, you know, at cocktail parties related to work, talking about travel instead of the law. Um, and then one day while I had been in a slow period, I was talking to some friends who all had kids in school and we were going through this awful process of trying to plan a trip during like peak travel weeks. Um, and we were losing hours to trying to find rooms that fit us and our kids uh, with skyrocketing travel prices uh, after the pandemic had sort of been cooling off. And uh, we were sitting around the table talking about all the, the ways that it could be better. And it was a lot of the, you know, I wish a website that did this existed. I wish a website that did this existed. And on the drive home that day, I told my husband, I really want to build this. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. And I, I got to tell you, I started working like 50 hours a week on it the next day, and I sort of haven't stopped, um, sometimes more. But I uh, I started learning. And I, I, it's one of the things I've liked most about being an attorney is that whenever I'm on a new case, I have something new to learn. So I sort of, I have an appetite for sort of digging into something and trying to learn all about it. And I spent several months really just learning about what what there was out there in the industry that focused on travel with kids, how I thought I wanted to make it better. And then, and then just went from there. Uh, and the, the full website launched in June um, of this year. So from the day I had that idea until the day my website went live, it was eight months, seven months. Wonderful. That's, it, yeah. that's incredible. You know, it's, it, and, and that is for anyone who's curious, I'll say it again and we'll put it up in the, in the little ticker here that that is um, mango tree travel. So that's, right. that's pretty, and, and you can follow her on Instagram, which I'm going to go do that because I think that'll be very cool. <laughs> Lots of Caribbean <laughs> content on there. People think I am always in the Caribbean. I am often in the Caribbean. I'm in not Caribbean. always in yeah. the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was, it's pretty interesting because I would, I would guess that they're just like a lot of people wouldn't think about planning a trip. Like how do you do it around travel? A lot of hotels maybe have, or I mean, around traveling with kids, a lot of mm -hmm. hotels may have little, little things here or there that you can do. Um, but to actually plan out and you have small ones, so you've got their luggage, you've got the, like, there's a lot, a lot yeah. to that. The thing so, that was most frustrating in the process that really sparked the idea was the hotel situation, which is that I saw a lot of parents defaulting to Airbnbs and vacation rentals because they just couldn't find rooms that comfortably fit them that weren't um, excessively priced. And uh, I, I, for one, I was, you know, I became, our family changed during the pandemic. I went from being uh, two parents with one kid to traveling now with two kids and we were searching for a hotel room that fit two adults and two kids and hotels.com would send me a room with two double beds uh sometimes at an adult only hotel and really like there there was nothing in those algorithms that a lot of these uh online travel 
websites that we're now used to using, right? Those have become the commonplace in travel planning that really help you tailor you to kids and make it easy for you. They all ask you over and over again, how old are your kids? How many kids do you have? And then they don't do anything to actually take that into account you know, when they're right. showing you the hotel. It's like, why do I have to put that in five times if you're going to tell me that my one-year-old is going to sleep in a double bed with my five-year-old? Like, that's just like not my life. So that was what really sparked it. And I, I love hotels and I'll, I sort of have come to own, own up to that fact, which is that I like the aspect of, ha- of good service and of being able to not be cooking on vacation and of being able to relax somewhere unique and restful and yep. wanting to know that my kids are allowed and invited, but that it's a place that I'm going to like because I am yeah. part of the travel pl- package too, right? It's not just a trip for my kids. It gets to be a trip for me as a mom also. And that is is not, uh, a lot of parents fall into the trap, understandably, of just booking somewhere that's good for the kids, like a mediocre, right. you know, cartoon themed resort when that might not be what they want. Yeah. Yeah. Very good points because it is, you're, you're spot on. Um, we had three boys. And we always traveled. Uh, we we started doing one vacation a year mm-hmm. where it was just my husband and I. But a lot of times we would do a longer vacation. We'd take the kids with us for a certain amount of time and then we'd kind of go from there. But we were always, everything we did, we did with our kids, right? We, I mentioned before we started the, the program, you know, I homeschooled them. So they were just, we just always did things together as a family. And you're right. It's, uh, uh, we'd always, sometimes we were packing an air mattress for the third boy, right? Because right. two of them could share the bed. Paul and I could squeeze into one bed, but then what are you going to do with the third kid, right? So you put right. them on an air mattress on the floor. Yeah. Families of five <laughs> is like a whole, like, other level of complication because even when you start talking about like a one bedroom suite with a pullout, all right, so that accounts for two children. Can all three share that space? Are you talking about more like needing two or three bedrooms? In which case, you know, a vacation rental obviously often becomes the more economical choice. Um, But that doesn't mean you always want to stay in a vacation rental or that you always want to cram yourself into a small space, depending on the trip and how much time you'll be in your hotel, you might want to know, wow, maybe there isn't a a two bedroom suite at a hotel that's reasonable. I just can't find it without spending 15 hours of my life looking for it. Right. And the reasonable part is a big, is a big thing. And I'm with you, you know, when, when Paul and I go, when it's me, I like the hotel because I like having room service if I'm just too Mm -hmm. exhausted to go out, especially when I'm working. Right. Or, um, wanting to be able to walk down to, to the restaurant or have the, the concierge help me out to do something in the area. When I go with my adult children who are now married, then, you know, a vacation home that has four bedrooms, a little bit different, but I I'm with you. I kind of like, like that. Do you find in doing this research, resource, research, (laughs) or in like networking or interacting with other parents, do you feel that they, have you found that they kind of put off travel or they want to travel, but they're like, oh, no, it's just too much effort, too much stress to just get it planned out. So we're just going to, you know, go camping for the weekend or whatever. Yes. 
And the thing that is especially hard for parents who have young kids now is that many of them are out of practice. You know, it's been two years and we've fallen into very different habits and routines that we used to be in. So I just had a client call and say, you know, they now have kids who are my age, a two-year-old and a five-year-old, and they used to travel a lot when they just had one child, um, but their two-year-old had asthma. And so they were under pretty strict orders not to do much for two years. And they've just, they've, I don't think he's ever been on a plane. And so they saw themselves as a family that traveled. And now all of a sudden, they're a different family with two kids. They're nervous about it. They're hesitant about it. And they, so they just have different anxieties about travel than they might have had two years ago and have been putting it off because now they just don't, they're not, they're not, they're out of practice. And I remember with my daughter when she was born, people would tell me, like, just start them early. Um, you know, once they're on planes, like they get used to it, they kind of get used to the routine of an airport. And I think that's true. But a lot of parents didn't really have that opportunity in the last couple of years with certain kids and with their families changing. And so I have felt that a lot of a lot of people have been really hesitant and have um, started just doing road trips and um you know, and there's a lot of fun to be had domestically. And I think for a couple of years, it was great that people explored different travel options closer to home. But a lot of those people are people who want to travel further, but are now tentative to do so. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, I know for me, it's camping and doing that kind of thing was great when the kids were young. And like I said, I had three boys, right? Mm -hmm. So turning them loose and letting them run and play and climb trees or whatever. But I now have a hotel for you. I'm going to send it your while well, your kids are older now, but I <laughs> that's awesome. But yes, yeah, and it will put it on the, we'll put it in the show notes for people yeah. who are, because what I find now is that I don't want to have to do any work, right? I don't like, if I'm going on vacation, it is going to be a vacation. I am going to lay in the lounge chair on the beach or I am going to, Right. I don't want to work. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want a kitchenette in my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I wanted to, and what I did, when you go to the website, you'll see, I built filters because everybody has different needs and wants for this moment in their life and this family at this time and this trip. So by contrast to what you just said, I have a girlfriend who um, has two boys and had been, she and her husband had been so busy at work for a year and they desperately needed a vacation. She has a lot of food allergies and for her cooking on vacation is like a very relaxing experience. And so I found them a one bedroom suite at this boutique hotel that didn't have a restaurant on site. It was five minutes from a bunch of great restaurants, but it had a full like gourmet kitchen in their one bedroom suite. Perfect. She was able to go to the local market, do her cooking and feed her small kids on their balcony rather than necessarily be taking them to a restaurant every day. And that relaxed her. And so, sure. you know, have, she's not going to get sick from some allergy at a restaurant. She's going to be able exactly, to control exactly. that. Yeah. Yep. And so having all those different filters mm -hmm. where you can look through and you can say, you know what, I don't want a kitchen for this trip because if I have a kitchen, there's going to be some expectation that I'm going to well, use that kitchen um, or babysitting or whatever the things you might need for that particular trip. Uh, I wanted parents to be able to sort of pick and choose is what they wanted. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's kind of switch for a couple of minutes because you've talked about the, you know, the, the basics of the business that you built and kind of a story about why you were building it, but how did you manage to do it? Because there are a lot of women entrepreneurs that are probably going to be watching this 
And they're going to say, all right, how did she do it? She had a full-time job as an attorney. And now here she is um, building an entrepreneur business that she spends hours. And it sounds, you know, like an amazing website, right? So how did you, and, and you have a one-year-old, right? So as if all of that isn't enough, you're raising He's a delight. <laughs> so share that because there are a lot of women, the, the figures are, impressive, really uh, shocking, I think, of how many women especially have left the workforce over the COVID and started their own entrepreneurial endeavor. Like entrepreneurs, uh, there are so many new entrepreneurs out there. How uh, did exactly what you did, right? They built a business, an entrepreneurial business during COVID or out coming out of COVID. So what are some of the steps or some of the things, pieces of advice that you would give to one of these women that are looking at you going, okay, how did she keep it all together? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I kept it all together. <laughs> um, I, I think um, learning was the best thing that I did and diversifying my sort of inputs for education. And I, I tried to take a step back and think about what I was trying to build and what the most likely sort of parallels were. And I um, spent good amounts of time in each place. So I immediately started talking, for example, to a travel agent or like an actual full-time luxury travel agent who's now my partner and he handles bookings through the website when people find hotels and want to book through us. So I was able to learn about the travel space from him. I marketed the website by having a travel blog. So to do that, I joined a travel blogging um, network and course so that I can learn how travel bloggers succeed at getting eyes on their website, because that is the biggest parallel to that one piece of my business. And then when it comes to actually being more of like a big picture thinker, entrepreneurial vision for the business, I joined this women's networking league called Entrepreneistas, where I have women who are really like business focused and driven and trying to scale and grow things and resources there. And so by having sort of a, a little bit of education coming in from all three pieces, I'm able, I think, to keep a bit of a perspective on how my business fits into three sort of different world and learn from the best in each of those different aspects. Um, that was a really help. Those, those resources have been very helpful for me. Um, the other was to hire some like great help. I, uh, played around for a while with the notion that I would like learn how to build my own website. And when I, but, and that's ridiculous, right? Like I'm not a web designer and I've got some great advice very early on that the one thing I should really like, like focus on hiring out and developing early rather than later was my brand and my company brand and identity and to figure out things like the logo and the fonts and, but the overall strategy once early and invest in that and invest in the company. And then we also built the design to get together. So, so if I found an amazing woman who helped me do that, um, and, uh, I couldn't have done that without her team. Um, and so I think, learning and getting help were sort of the two things that I did up front that I think made it uh, manageable. Um, on the, how did I balance all the things? I have to set constant reminders for myself that I can't get everything done on the time frame mm -hmm. I would like to get 
things done on, that this business is going to take a while to grow. And there's a lot of noise on the internet about um, people telling you that you could grow your business faster. If you did this one thing, you could do it better if you hired me. And it's very panic inducing. Um, (laughs) I spent a lot of time feeling panicked that I should be doing this faster and growing it faster and making money faster. And there's just not enough hours in the day for that. And it was taking the fun out of it. There were like about, it's been a couple months in the process where I lost the fun in doing this thing I really wanted to do. Um, and I had to really like take a step back and say, uh, I'm not going to do it that way. Um, for me, focusing on one thing a month has helped me relax. Like mm. this month, I am focusing on search engine optimization and getting eyes to my website through Google. And that's it. And networking. You know, you're kind of always doing a little bit of like networking. Right. But mm-hmm. I'm not focusing on like affiliate money. I'm not focusing on um, like brand partnership, like all these other possible things I could be focusing on. That is, I'm making lists of what those are. And one month I will focus on those. But picking something each month and focusing on that has been really useful for my mental state. Yeah, I like several things that you said. So just to reiterate them, I like the networking piece, right? You have to get out of your comfort zone. And I know that there's a lot of women out there that are a little, you know, introverted or whatever that may be. And there's a, there's a, there's definitely a networking strategy for introverts, but there are being able to get out there and just build relationships, right? Networking isn't about selling. Networking is about building those relationships and having people learn who you are and what you do and you learn who they are and what they do. And, and I think that's really important. And that's an, an, a never ending thing. That's just part of your marketing plan, in my opinion, as a female entrepreneur, right? You have to get out there. I and I love, I love that you said you outsourced. Right? <laughs> so like we can, women are smart, you're smart, right? You can sit and you can take classes and courses and you can, you know, you can figure out how to do all this stuff, but it's not a matter about of can you do it? It's should you do it? And, and it's it was- scary when you're not making money yet and when you're just starting to spend money to outsource mm-hmm. when it is something you could do yourself. Yeah. But, but I also your time hire a hoster, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. yes. It takes your time away from actually doing what you, the fun part of your business that you're passionate about. So right. I think that's really that really important as well. And focus on that last thing you wrapped up on, I think is really, really great um, advice to not try to do it all. Women t- have a tendency to think that they can do it all. We can, but really focus but it's very tiring. It's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. And it's exhausting on the brain, right? And when you exhaust your brain, then you lose your joy, which you said that that's, you know, you went through that, yeah. through that moment. So what are, we'll wrap up with a, with just a little bit of what would be your, um, your advice or your, um, what's the word I'm looking for your, to keep it, I, I call it work-life integration, mm-hmm. not work-life balance okay. because, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's hard to balance, balance, I think puts expectations too high. It's yeah, how do you yeah. like integrate that? So you have you're obviously doing a lot of work at home. You've got your kids, you've got your family and you're, you're doing the vacationing with them, but I'm part of every vacation I'm sure has this little business aspect to it because you're, you know, you're, you're, that's your, your, your side hustle, so to speak. Yeah. How do you, what do you find is helpful to you to kind of integrate things so that 
things go smoothly? Ooh, I think um, one thing that has been, uh, I, I have, but I'm not yet implementing as effectively as I'd like that I think will really help me is um, time blocking and calendaring and being very deliberate about how I spend my time during the day. There are a lot of days where I wake up with no clear plan for how I'm going to spend the day. And I find myself doing a lot of the, um, you have to know yourself a little bit. I know that I default to kind of hiding behind the writing on my uh, website, which is not always the thing that's the best use of my time, like where I could be like having conversations and building relationships. And so then there are days where I find I don't have clear direction and I start just like going down these rabbit holes uh, of like the little tasks I like to work on that aren't the best task for the business and that are time wasters, which then mean at the end of the day when my kids get home, I feel like I haven't accomplished as much. I'm not as present with them. Um, and it all sort of spirals from there. And by being deliberate about when I'm going to spend time on the things that I like in my business and when I'm going to spend time on the tasks that have to get done and mixing those in together so that you're never spending a whole day on something you hate to do um, uh, has been really uh, useful. And on the days that I actually calendar it out like that and on the weeks that I have more direction, which a lot of people, I'm much more calm. I'm much better about uh, taking breaks and enjoying my time with my kids when they get home and not feeling that sort of frenzy of there's always something I should be working on. Right. Uh, that's That's been a big part for me as a big piece of advice, I think. Yeah, time blocking is, is definitely something yeah. even after... As many years as I've been trying to do this, I'm like still struggling with time blocking. But it's I hard. Like, I don't know why it's hard. I know. I know. <laughs> it's because there's always a distraction, right? There's always yeah. something. Wait a minute, you know. But to actually focus in on something, which is being yeah. helpful. Um, I have my assistants that help keep me kind of organized in that. Like, okay, Kelly, she, my wonderful um, liaison for all of these podcasts. You know, she keeps me. Okay, we're this block out this time because we're yeah. doing the filming. So. <laughs> Okay, and I've started to really, but, and someone, there was a podcast I listened to and I'm, I can't remember the name of it now, which is terrible. I should give this lovely woman credit, but she, uh, she really suggested too, that you in time blocking, I have to also put on exercise, like cooking, mm. um, a massage, the things that are like your activities for you. Like you have to put them into those, like into your yeah. day or you just won't. I mean, so many of us are like so quick to let our own self-care and priorities drop. And I am one of them. Like, I don't think I exercised for like the three months leading up to my launch. And I felt terrible, uh, like the week after the website launched. And that's not, you know, there are, there's a time and place where you, it's okay to just accept that you're going to be like a hot mess uh, yourself because you're doing this good <laughs> thing. But like, it's not a good way to live for very long and finding right. time, right. Um, finding yeah. that time for your kids and for your family and for yourself um, in your days. Uh, but I don't know. I also like, I think it's okay to admit sometimes that when we're, if you're a woman entrepreneur and you're trying to build a business, you probably really want to spend time on it. Uh, and I think it's also important to admit that like sometimes at 9 PM, I want to get back on my computer and write about yeah. a Caribbean country and I don't have to feel guilty about that. Like it's okay. Right. If you get that spurt of creativity, agree yeah. with you there. Um, but I also very much agree. I tell people as the brain lady, uh, whenever I'm talking about stress management or brain health, I'm always saying for me, mm -hmm. that exercise, that 30 minutes on my elliptical and 10 minutes or so doing weights or, or stomach work or whatever it is, that's a non-negotiable every morning. And right before that, 
is a good 20 to 30 minutes where I'm just sitting having a cup of coffee out outside on the deck with my husband. Like that's time blocked. That is that in gives solid. me hope that one day when my children yeah. are grown, I will find time for a cup of coffee with my husband. Right. right. It's it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. And no, I did not do it while I was homeschooling yeah. my kids. Right. So <laughs> And I think it's also just really helpful for anyone who is like a, a mom of young kids who's trying to start a business. I, I like to own the fact that like, I, I don't have it all together. My balance really yeah. isn't totally in place. Like I don't, I bounce around from like picking up trains to writing like marketing material to having mm-hmm. calls. Like I, and I think that's okay. Like it's, it, yeah. it doesn't mean that this is like, it's going to be chaos forever. Uh, it's sort of like chaos in a worthwhile purpose, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'd love to talk to you more about the actual travel <laughs> and the things that you go and uh, the Caribbean. Like I, we're going to have to have you back on at some point in time. Happy in the future <laughs> well, if you ever need um, help, send me a Caribbean I, trip. <laughs> yeah. I love, 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 love the Caribbean and Caribbean and Hawaii. Like I just, awesome. those are my two like go-to places when I just want to just want to relax. So, you know, maybe love one it. of these days I need to do one of my brain lady events or retreats in the Caribbean or Hawaii or something like that. So I'll know who to call. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. All right, Lee. Well, we, let's get, let's let everybody remind everybody how to get in contact you. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, Anyone who's interested in checking out the website, which really uh, is supposed to be sort of like a choose your own adventure, um, use our search filters, daydream, find a hotel that fits your family. You should go to mangotreetravel.com. And one last thing I want to mention, Julie, too, is that in the spirit of outsourcing, which I thought was a very good piece of advice for all women, uh, one thing that's really surprised me in launching this business is how many moms actually just want someone else to give them that uh, that guidance and um, that travel planning. I thought there would be a lot more people who were interested in the sort of self-direction planning part of the website. I found a lot of like very tired moms that said, can you just tell me which just do it. <laughs> and which hotel I want to book. So I have been offering um, travel planning um, uh, as well for people. And I've gotten a, a really positive response that it turns out that's what a lot of moms with young kids really need is to outsource. Uh, and to say, oh, I really want to take that vacation. Can you just tell me which hotel to book? Uh, so that's been kind of fun because I think I thrive in that space. But uh, I just wanted to make sure that anyone listening knows that while the website sort of speaks for itself and lets you just daydream and plan your own trip um, that I can also be a resource if anybody uh, wants to head down that path as well. Wonderful. And we just had up. And for those of you who are listening as a podcast, go to the show page uh, for this and you can see all of the links as well as you can shoot her an email at Lee, L-E-E, at mangotreetravel.com if you Absolutely. want one of those, those assisted tra- uh, planning <laughs> packages. That's awesome, Lee. Well, it's been a, it's been very, um, very just fun having this conversation <laughs> with you today. Uh, I appreciate it. I like your solid advice that you've given to the women entrepreneurs who are listening. So thank you very much for being on our program today. Thanks, Julie. Thanks for having me. It's been fun as well. Absolutely. And for those of you who want to have more connection or more involvement with Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire, 
please visit our website. Well, I should say our website, hopefully by the time you, you see this and you hear this, our website will be just as dynamic as we're envisioning that it is. It's still under construction. We're doing a complete revamp. Um, and that is womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com, all plural, women entrepreneurs with an S, extraordinaire.com. If you have a great, if you're like, oh, Julie, I am a female entrepreneur and I would love to be interviewed on the show. Or you're like, Julie, I'm a female entrepreneur and I'm drowning in this particular topic and I'd love for you to cover that topic on the show. Either one of those, shoot us an, uh, an email to our group liaison, Kelly Cooper, and that is K-E-L-L-I at womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com and just put that in the in the subject box what it is that you're that you'd like either to be featured or you'd like to see a topic covered either way we will look for um, getting that getting you connected with that you can also join our facebook group which is women entrepreneurs extraordinaire uh, you can also of I course here. oh wonderful i love it i love it because what i always encourage anyone who is there to share please share and you're going to have so many beautiful visuals with the trips share in that group um it can be a business tip it can be highlighting your biz business right just in just get engaged we would love that and you can also follow our instagram at uh, we we dot extraordinaire is is our instagram on social so Thank you once again, Lee, for being on here. It was a pleasure having you here and having this conversation. And we look forward to staying in touch with you. Thanks, Julie. Absolutely. And for those listening or those watching, as I like to finish all of the programs, I want everyone to just take a nice deep breath. Everything's kind of stressful right now. Relax the shoulders and simply enjoy every moment. 